Welcome to our Pini. This is Saratoga Best. We are talking about Bikurim, about giving away the best of what you have. Because there's a mitzvah in this parsha, there's the mitzvah of Bikurim, which means you come to the land of Israel, what do you do? You do the mitzvah of Bikurim. You, you finally settle in. You finally have come home. You have your place, your little plot of land, your home. This is yours, so to speak, whatever yours means. And in fact, that's what we're going to discuss. Is my home mine? Are my shoes mine? Is my plot of land mine? Is, is, what is mine? What is your, what is mine and what is Hashem's? That's really the question. You know, do I have anything? The famous, the famous discussion once that I think I heard Rabbi Friedman say about people saying, um, I, people saying things like, I'm ready to be fully religious. And they've been, let's say, observant all their life. I'm ready to be fully religious. Whatever Hashem tells me to do, I will do. But, I, and they would say this, I reserve the right when it comes to this and this aspect of my life to make my own decisions. In other words, that part leads from me. That part leads from me. And it's really something that many people hold as very precious. You know, let's say, you know, the, the mitzvah of bris mila that is the first mitzvah this very classical example, the mitzvah of Brit Mila is the very first mitzvah that was done, it's the mitzvah that was done before Matan Taira, and the only mitzvah done before Matan Taira that has the qualities of after Matan Taira. The, the mitzvahs before Matan Taira, um, godliness, holiness did not remain in the physical world. You would do a mitzvah, Yaakov Avinu would put on fillin with sticks, and then he could throw away the sticks because holiness holiness did not remain in the physical world. It would come in and then retreat, go back, go back up. Once, from the minute of Mat and Tyra on, from the minute that we received the Tyra, now the whole status changed. That barrier between spiritual and physical was removed. And now once holiness dripped down, poured down, rained down into the physical world through mitzvahs, it stayed there permanently. So the tefillin put on before Matantara could be thrown away. The tefillin put on after Matantara can never be thrown away. The Torah scroll written, you know, the, the mezuzah can never be thrown away. That's since Matantara. All the mitzvahs that we do since Matantara, the holiness that's brought into the physical world is there forever. Okay, there are different gradations, you know, even the smach, on top of the sukkah, you think you can't just throw it in the garbage. It has to be a little, it's, again, it loses its, its spiritual status in a certain way, but <coughs> there's an infinite difference between before Matantara and after Matantara. Now we have permanent, holiness permanently invested into the physical world. So, the mitzvah of Brisnila is the only mitzvah that was done before Matantara in which holiness was invested into the physical world, happened to be in Avram Avinu himself, in his very physicality. The only mitzvah. So it's a bridge mitzvah. It carries all the mysterious nefesh of before Matanvera, and at the same time, all of the permanent holiness in the physical world, like after Matanvera. It's the one and only mitzvah that has both energies. Very strange mitzvah. The mitzvah has to do with a lot of things, the holiness of the person, etc. And really, the, the mitzvah had to do with Avram Avinu having, having children, giving birth to offspring and generations and generations. And in that very domain, that's the place where often people will say, I will do anything you say, Hashem. But don't tell me how to be in my personal relationship. That I reserve. That's already Hashem, not your business, That's my business. Don't tell me how to feel, act, do this, that, etc., etc., when it comes to my very personal relationships. That, 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 that I reserve as my own decision. So I think Rabbi Friedman was bringing out that idea that, you know, lots of people will say, I will be fully religious, but I have my one area of life, whatever it is, and very often it's 
it's the area of relationships, of personal relationships, and that's perhaps why I'm just saying, that's perhaps why bris mila is this pivotal mitzvah, this bridge mitzvah that goes from before Matantara to after Matantara. It's the most crucial mitzvah in which people would, people are, a Jew is told, bind up your will and all of your emotions with Hashem in an area of your life in which you want to be left to your own decisions. And Gaska, bind up your own decisions and your own feelings and your own emotions, etc., with Hashem, rather than saying, this one leave to me. So, <coughs> so this idea of, of, I can be religious, just leave me one thing for myself, it really does not exist in Judaism. And in fact, you could say that it was sort of brought out in a different way, hey, Tavis, when, in a different way, <clears throat> when the courts came along and they said, they were speaking about the Friedrich Rebbe <clears throat> and his library, and they said, look, there are certain things about the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe that his whole life was, was for the, for Taylor, for the Klau, for the people, for Klau Yisrael. But he also had a certain part of his life as his private life, his private library. That's his private thing. Not everything about you has to be, you know. He has his private life too. And the Rebbe thought with everything that he had to prove that for a, the Nafiador, there's no such thing as a private life. There's no such thing as, this is my little, this is mine, you know, I, this is not where Hashem gets involved. There's no such thing. Which means that for a Jew, there's no such thing as 99% I give away to Hashem. But I have this one little percent that this is mine. Don't, don't, don't. It's not for Hashem to tell me what to do here. Chas Shalom. True Yiddishkeit is, it's 100%. It's 100%. And it's not a bitter pill to swallow. It's a soothing potion that we swallow that soothes us and realizes, I don't have to do this whole thing alone. Holding on to, this is my private thing, this is the way, you know, leave me alone, tell me what to do in 99% of my life and not this one thing, that doesn't free us, it blocks us, it slows us down. It doesn't make life more soothing, it makes life more stressful. Binding ourselves one billion percent to Hashem and doing it with Him together in tandem is what gives us true freedom. You know, <coughs> So, the interesting thing is this, 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 this Parsha is telling us that when you come home, really home to your land that's rightfully yours and you get to inherit it, you inherit it, you settle it, it's your home, it's yours. There's no one percent. Like, tell me what to do, Hashem. But this one part of my home, don't, 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 don't tell me how to decorate the, you know, this part of the home. It's one billion percent. We're in this together. So why am I giving Bikurim? What's, why is that one of the first mitzvah that I do, or one of the first mitzvahs that I do when I come to my home, to my land? Number is it because well, you have to say thank you to Hashem. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. But we have a lot of ways of thanking, saying thank you to Hashem. We say brachas before we eat. We say maida'ani in the morning. We, we're all about saying thank you to Hashem. And the world these days is about, you know, gratitude. You know, all these gratitude courses and, you know, thank you Hashem groups and all this stuff. But all these, among the nations of the world too, it's, you know, you have to say thank you. You're given a gift, you have to say thank you. So gratitude has become basic in the world today. Saying thank you, saying thank you, thinking thank you, is considered, we've come to such a Mashiachic point, it's considered basic. <coughs> whereas, <coughs> excuse me, whereas 10, 15 years ago, all the courses on how to become wealthy 
spoke about, you know, what do you want? How many homes do you want? How many summer homes, winter homes? How many this? How, do, how much do you want to travel? And now they always include how much do you want to give away for charity? That's how much the world has moved forward. Again, they are where we might have been centuries ago. They're now up to how much do you want to give away for charity? That's beautiful. It's a beautiful idea for the non-Jewish, for the Gentiles. That's incredible progress for them. You want to make a million dollars this year? Write out your goals. How many homes do you want to buy? How many this? How much do you, do you want to give away for charity? Great. Real progress. For us? Huh. That stuff is completely not for us. How much do I want to give away for charity? That was like 500 years ago I was doing that. That's not where we're up to now. That's, oh, thank you, Hashem. That's, that's an old frequency. So the mitzvah Bikurim is way beyond I say thank you to Hashem. Right? Like, wow, I thank God. That's a non-Jew. I thank God that he gave me. I had a goal to earn a million dollars this year. I earned it. I fulfilled my dreams, law of attraction, yada, da. And I say thank you to the universe, whatever they say, or to God, by giving 10% of my million dollars to, you know, schools in Africa. I was giving to schools in Africa. Great. Perfect. That's where they're up to. That's not us. That's not us. That's not Bikurim. That's not saying thank you, Hashem. Then what? <coughs> Let's look into this um, uh, a little. Um, well, here. We don't just say thank you, Hashem. We do thank you, Hashem. We're not just doing lip service to it. We're doing an act that shows something very profound. We're showing when we take the first, uh, the first fruit of everything that we have and we send it to, we give it back to Hashem and we, by putting it into the base Hamigdash, what are we acknowledging? That everything really is Hashem. It never was mine and it never will be mine. We're not satisfied with the recognition <clears throat> that whatever we get comes from Hashem's chesed. Of course we have to know that. But we actually show by bringing Bikurim that after we are given this wealth of fruits and, and, and good things and money, after we're sent all this money and beautiful fruits and, and all of these wonderful things, we're saying, it's really not mine, it's really Hashem. We're not only saying it, we're doing it. Our whole, every, every movement in our life is about the whole world actually belongs to Hashem. This portion he has put into my bank account for now, we're partners. You know, all those stories of people who they wrote to the Rebbe, and they, whether they asked or the Rebbe asked, said, I want to be a partner in your business. The Rebbe's not an easy business partner. He has very strong demands and very, very, very acute business sense. And his demands about what, how you invest your money are very, very exact, and they're not easy, easy to keep to. And there were really strong stories about, you know, one famous story about either he asked, or I think the Rebbe said, um, I want to be your business partner. And the whole business went completely down. He went bankrupt. Interesting. And then, of course, you know, at the end, the surprise ending, whatever happened, you know, after the bankruptcy. You know, I remember in, what was it, 60s or 70s, whenever it was, 80s, I don't know, there was a time in Montreal when a lot of Lubavitchers wanted to buy homes. And the Rebbe said, no, 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 no. They needed homes. They had growing families. They needed homes. 
And then I remember there was a, a moment when, I think it was when the separatist governments, yeah, I, I, I guess this was in the 70s, the, sep, the French separatist government um, came, came in and took over. And um, um, came in and took over and basically changed everything in Quebec. Now, you couldn't really survive in Quebec unless you're French-speaking. It changed it. Until that time, I remember when I was growing up, you could be an Anglophone or a Francophone. You know, you could speak English, you could speak French. You could do things in English, you could do things in French. At that point in the 70s, the separatist government came in and said, English is finished. You want to go somewhere else in Canada. In Quebec, there's no more English. You can't get a job if you don't know French. You can't anything. In school, you learn in French everything. There's no more English. It's out. So what do you think people did? All of the Anglophones just got up and moved to They moved to other places, mostly to Ontario or mostly or to British Columbia. I mean, mostly they just all ran to Toronto. All the Montrealers, all the English-speaking Montrealers just picked up, said, we're selling our homes, and we're moving to Toronto. And all the big businesses moved out of Montreal, big English businesses, and they moved to Toronto. Okay, Toronto's in outside of Quebec. And the Rebbe said, buy houses now. Of course, the Rebbe knew that it was going to happen, and everybody bought houses for pennies. And the Rebbe didn't let them all those years when they were desperate to buy homes. And at that moment, the Rebbe said, now, everybody go and buy homes. That's the way I heard it. Maybe it was not everybody, but, you know, certain families. So, not a simple business partner. But And when you're a business partner with Hashem, it's not going to be simple. But it's a whole other frequency. So, it's not just about, oh, thank you, Hashem, for giving me this. When we give Bikurim, we're saying, let's, let's go into partnership. Let's go into partnership. You'll be my business partner. I'll be your business partner. My money is yours. Your money is mine. My business is yours. Your business is mine. We are no longer separate entities. This has way more to do with my stuff and my money. This is about who I am. I become indivisible from Hashem. I, am, I, 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 I step into, a, with Bikurim, I step into a reality in which I no longer have an individual identity. I am fully a piece of Hashem. I don't want to say I am Hashem, it sounds very strange, but I am completely merged with Hashem. I lose my individual status. Is that good or bad? Well, some people say it's bad, you know, I want to be individual. On the other hand, I was a tiny little nothing and nobody, even if I was a big movie star, even if I was a big real estate agent, even if I was a big this and that, I basically had nothing. Once I'm one with Hashem, are you kidding? I'm infinite. I'm omnipotent. Nothing stands in my way. Whatever, Hashem says, we're partners, we're in this together, we're fully... 50-50 partners, so whatever I can do, you can do. Anything I can, I can't sing the song, but anything I can do, you can, you, you know, and you can do. I'm infinite, you're infinite. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, health-wise, you name it. How can I, we're in this together. How can I compare that to, oh, I want to have a lot of money, or I want to have a lot of fame, or I want to, you know, the other one's small potatoes. So the mitzvah of Bikurim is stepping into that because we're acknowledging everything belongs to Hashem and therefore we bring Reishas Kopri Adama, the first fruit of everything, the first and the best, it remains in the domain of Hashem. So when we bring this Bikurim, then it really permeates us in a very deep way that we come to recognize and feel and hear and feel and sense and experience that we and everything that we own is belongs to Lifnei Hashem Elokecha. 
What's Lifnei Hashem Elokecha? To the Pneumius of Hashem Elokecha. To the inner, inner aspect. Everything that I am and everything that I own belongs to the Pneumius of Hashem. Hashem is Yudke Valke. He's miraculous. And Elokecha, my God down here in this physical world. So imagine. Hashem is totally miraculous. As he expresses himself, himself totally miraculously, all things are possible. Elokecha, but he's my God down here in nature. And the pneumis of all of that, the pneumis of how Hashem is in nature and above nature, I get to be one with all of that. And everything that I own gets to be one with all of that. My whole life changes to a totally different frequency. So, um, and how do I do this? By bringing Bikurim in actuality. And it brings out the acknowledgement, not only in how I think or I speak. Think and speak is, you know, when you say, oh, thank you, Hashem, and you think thank you, Hashem. This is what I do. Once it's also in what I do, I take my best and I put it back in its real place in the Beis HaMikdash and give it to its real owner, Hashem. But then he says, no, 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 we'll own it together. You see, that's the thing. I don't give it away. When I give it away to Hashem and put it in the base of Mezish, then he responds by saying, no, we're doing this together. You know, we're, we're owning it together. You didn't give it to me and now it's not yours anymore. We now are in it together. This is not a question of me giving away my stuff and now I don't have my own stuff. It's a question of me jumping up moving up to a new frequency in which everything I have and everything that I am is one with Hashem. So if yesterday I knew how to play piano, but I didn't know how to play violin, but I moved up to a higher frequency through Bikurim in which I'm giving away, I'm giving my piano to Hashem. He says, okay, so now we're on a new, you know, you'll be on my frequency where I restrict your expertise to piano. Let's get you to be able to play any instrument easily. Plus, plus. Let's get you to be able to be, do anything at any age, no matter what age you are, including change your health situation and all of that easily. Once you're partners with me, it's a whole different way of living. <laughs> um it takes us deeper than in speech. We say, We say to Hashem, and we say it with joy. We think it, we say it, we feel it, we experience it. There's a certain joy in realizing I'm free. I give the best of what I have to Hashem. I am free. Because He's giving it back to me exponentially. So, the answer to this, the explanation of this, and we're just going to say it in short, oh my, is the following. Chazal say that we are called Bikurim. I saw you like a basket. I saw your forefathers like Bikurim, like first fruits in a basket. That's how they appear to me. Because just like Bikurim, what is Bikurim? Bukhar. Bikurim means first fruit, but it's also the Bukhar, the firstborn son. It's the first fruits are the first of the land, and we are the Bukhar of Hashem, firstborn son, the firstborn child, child of Hashem. The the Kadna Bikurim Lakol. Firstborn comes before everything. We are the firstborn. So we're the racist of the world. We are, and in fact, everything goes to the Bukhar. You know, it's all for him. We are that firstborn child. We come first, and we're higher than everything else in the world. Everything in the world was created for us. We're the firstborn child. Now again, when we say everything in the world was created for us, it had to come to a point in history where we could hear that and live with it without it corrupting us. 
Because in other generations, when the whole world is created for you, it could easily be become corrupted, God forbid. And yet we've come to a point in history where if the Rebbe is saying this, we understand that now we're able to step into that role without it being, God forbid, corrupted. How do we know it's true? The thought that Hashem had to create us came before all other thoughts of creating a world. The world was created The world was created for Tyra and for the Yid. Again, a Yid, meaning acting like a Yid, not in its corrupt version. The world was not created for me to use it immorally, God forbid. You know, I don't want to say anything, you know, on the phone, but if I was given the position as being the head of a large world medical organization, that's not right, and this is what we're dealing with today, it was not for me <laughs> to do it in a uh, non-ethical way and, uh, you know, can't really say it on the phone, but we understand what we're dealing with. You know, why exactly do they want us to have the vaccines? Because it's better for us or it's better for their pocket? That's me given, being given so much power and I can correct it, God forbid. That's not what the Rebbe is speaking about here, that the world was created for yet. Oh, great. So I was in the position of being the head, head, head medical guy so that I could make more money on, on you know, who cares you know, who cares how many people live and don't live, you know, with with corona, as long as I, you know, we all make a lot of money. That, 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 that's not what this is talking about. The world was created for a yid means what is a yid? You have to know what is a yid. One with a shen. Moral, doing it right, etc. And clearly we're capable of stepping into that. And the time has come where we have to. So... And this isn't only speaking about the neshamas of Yidin. Um, um, it's speaking about us down here in this physical world. Men, women, children. Every single Yid has to say, the world is created for me. But again, me has to be fully me, one with Hashem. The world was created for me in my reality in which I am fully one with Hashem. Am I capable of being that way? I guess so. How do we know? We're being told. Tyler tells us. Every yet has to say the world is created for me. And just like Bikurim, the Pashtas, Bikurim, literally, have to be brought in Yerushalayim. And where are they put? In the base of Mikvish. Leaf me Hashem melokecha. Bikurim are put in the base of Mikvish. Leaf me Hashem melokecha. So if we are Bikurim of the world, the only place we belong is in the base of Mizdash. We have no business being anywhere else. We belong So when I'm buying soy milk, or I choose almond milk instead, or I'm buying boots, or I already have 15 pairs of boots, but no, I like the other pair of boots, or whatever, there's one guiding principle. They belong leaf The question is not how many pairs of boots I, I have. Because once upon a time, money was limited, and so you only have this much money, use it for that and not for this. And, but money now is, is kind of a, an energy that's considered, uh, it's not limited anymore. It's just, it's, it's, it's just an energy of possibility of, of, of stuff of the world. It's more, there's no real money. Somebody said, there's no real money in the bank. It's just numbers on a paper. I used to think when I was a child, you go to the bank and they open a drawer and there's your drawer and they take out all the, you know, your $522 and there's your drawer of money. That, that's obviously not the case anymore. There's no real money. It's just num- It's just little dots on a paper. It's like there's no real goshness, you know. It's just probabilities of energy at any given place. There's no, no real money in the bank, 
you know, they have those few bars of gold wherever they import moth or something, if there's still gold there. We're beyond that anymore at this point. It's just pop, pop. It's, it's whatever it is, interactions of between countries. Of, there's no real money anymore. It's just, it's, it's, it's virtual money. You know, who pays cash? It just, you're transferring around numbers from place to place. There's no real money. So <coughs> the true place, so the, it's not a question of how many pairs of boots do I need? Excuse me? You're having a hard time eating food and I'm buying another pair of boots? On the one hand, yes. On the other hand, my pair of boots has nothing to do with my boots money cannot pay for their their food. There's designated, I think, I, again, I don't know. It doesn't mean buy another pair of boots while they're not eating. But I'm saying there's a different relationship today with Gashmis. And it's not so much about how much stuff we have, but rather what do we do with our stuff. And we've said really a million times, ask the question, how much are you allowed ethically to spend on a flower vase? Five cents? It's a little cheap. Five dollars? Yeah. Fifty dollars? It's a little... Okay, some people buy... Five hundred dollars? Five hundred dollars for a flower vase? Come on, really? Five thousand dollars? Five thousand dollars for a flower vase? You know, you ever go to these stores in a certain neighborhood where, you know, yesterday's child, whatever, and they have, you know, a hair bow for a kid. How much did it cost? Five dollars, six dollars, thirty-four dollars, thirty-four dollars for a hair bow for a kid. What's going on? How much? So, how much should you spend for a hair bow for a kid? How much should should you spend on a flower vase? Five thousand dollars. That's disgusting. It's, it's sleazy. Five hundred dollars. Come on, that's, that's that's crazy. That's not right. Fifty dollars. Five dollars. Yes. Yeah. Five cents. Well, that's ridiculous. No. None of those are the case. The question is not how much you should spend. The question is what you're using the flower vase for. Is it leaf neashemelakecha or is it not? If it's not leaf neashemelakecha, five cents was, was way too much. Of course, five dollars is way too much. Fifty dollars is ridiculous. Again, it's not how much I spent or how many flower vases I buy that I don't even use. It's what they are for. Am I using them for the base of Migdash? Doesn't matter how much I spend because the money, the money isn't real anyway, whatever that means. I, I'm saying concepts I don't quite understand. But the, the focus here is, am I putting this, am I using this flower vase as a part of the base of Migdash? Yes, good. Get it. No, don't get it. Even if it's, even if it's for free. Even if, even if, you know, you go to the dollar store and, you know, you can come home with 20 flower vases. Come home with 10 flower vases for $10. But what am I doing with them? Ah, what did they cost me already? Or they have five flower vases for a dollar. So I come home with $2 worth of 10 flower vases. It's not the issue. So that was good. I'm a good person. And the person who spends $5,000 on flower vases, they're not such a good person. Doesn't go that way. What am I doing with the flower vase? There's only one reason to have it. Even if I bought ten of them for two dollars. Is it leaf neashemalakacha put into the base of Nevis or not? The only question. Because the ichor and true messias of a yid, of a Jew, as a neshama in this body, in this world, in um is his godly neshama. Which is a we're one with Hashem. And therefore, every Jew, every Yid, whatever situation he finds himself in, is connected with and tied to Hashem and belongs in one place in one place alone. Lifne Hashem in the base of Mizush. Lifne means before, connected to, connected to Hashem and also connected to Hashem standing in front of Hashem we always have to stand in front of Hashem I'm standing with <laughs> 10 flower vases 
They were on sale at the dollar store. I went to Dollar Tree. They had five for a dollar. I got ten of them. You know, they wrapped them all up. I come back. They're all sitting in my trunk till next year. I have ten flower vases. I go, well, what cost two dollars? Is somebody going to fault me on that? But the question is, so what do I have to do with it? Leave me. Stand in front of Hashem, holding them. <clears throat> ten flower vases. Stand in front of Hashem, leave me. And at the same time, the deeper explanation, Pneumius. The Pneumius of Hashem Stand in the very deepest part, holding my flower vases, in the very center of Hashem, and the very core of Hashem, of that relationship in which he and I are one. I'm one with Hashem, he is one with me. Because even though the whole world was created through Hashem, but the world is created as a means Yisrael as a means to an end. The whole world was created The whole world is created for me. If I'm going to use those ten flower vases for the base of English, get another twenty. Be four dollars. <laughs> right? <laughs> but the whole world was created. Why were the flower vases created? for me to take them to the base of the That's why they made them so cheap, so I'd buy more. <laughs> so, but then they automatically, um, it, it, it doesn't reach the panemia, in other words, the whole world, all flower vases in the world are great, but they have one problem. They can't reach the Paninius of Havaya Elokecha. They can't get to the base of Migdus themselves. They cannot, all the flower vases and all the trees and all the creations in the world cannot reach the Paninius of Havaya Elokecha. They need somebody to take them there. Whom? You. Who should take them there? Whom do they need? Who should take them there to the penis of Elokecha? You're the only one. They will not get there themselves. You're the only one. Um, because Yisrael, Yidin, are called Bikurim. The whole purpose of the racist, the Bikurim, the whole purpose of everything of creation was you. And all the other things were created Bishvi Yisrael, for the Yid. Why? Because Yisrael B'Kuchibichu Kulachad, because we're one with Hashem. And therefore, we're connected with the frequency, the level of Lifnei, the Pneumius, the inner, inner quality, the inner, inner energy of Abayelotecha. And how, and we are connected, we're the only ones who are connected with the Pneumius of Abayelotecha. Which means what? How Havaya, what's Havaya? past, present, and future are all the same. Mahada. Abaya is the creative force. Shem creates from that place of Abaya. He's creating things all the time, new. Including money. You need money? Okay, here's money. You don't need money? Here's money. It's just creating all the time. But, so that energy, we are, we're supposed to go into the very depths of that energy and merge with it and become part of that energy, co-creators. But on a spiritual level, right? No, 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 not only. Havaya becomes Elokecha. Elokim means in nature. And personally, you. You know, you, the flower vases that you like. She doesn't like flower vases. She doesn't like flower Elokecha, Lashen Yachid, not Elokechem. That miraculous power of Havaya also then transfers down into Elokecha, you and your very personal life. As you find yourself down here in the world, that comes from Shem Havaya, as it's in Elokecha, Kaisa V'chayusa, the level of Bikurim. And everyone has to say, the world was created for me, to be at that level. And... um 
There's not a difference between one yid and another. Everyone has that ability. Even somebody who's on a much lower level has to say, this is where I'm, this is what I'm here to do. And therefore it's understood that when the fact that we have to be lifnei Hashem alakecha, it has to permeate our whole life. All the details. We have to feel that every detail of our life is bikurim. Not only when we're involved in spiritual things and learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, but when we're involved in weekday things and parnasa and buying flower vases in Dollar Tree. Same here we are to be lifnei Hashem lekecha in Dollar Tree. Last night, yesterday afternoon, uh, I was on a WhatsApp group and uh, they asked me a question and I wrote something. I said, "Where is Malka?" They said, "This is a great, a great uh, idea for a title for a book off Broadway." And I said, "Where's Malka? Malka, we need you to write the book." And she writes back, "That I'm lost in Dollar Tree." <laughs> you know, you go to those dollar stores, you get lost. You know, there's so many fun things and they're so cheap, you can actually buy them all. When we're in that, same thing. That's what it's for. Because all of the mundane things of our life are also part of decorum. And they also have to be permeated with the full and highest um, acknowledgement and holiness. Because it has to fit the frequency of and when we're speaking about one thought, one word that we say, one deed, that seems very unimportant. You know, there are lots of, like, my little thought, my little deed, my little flower vase, come on, what does it have to do with anything? But it's a thought, or a word, or a deed of a Jew, that's part of the Quran. That belongs in the base of English. So every one of my thoughts and every one of my purchases and every one of my desires and passions and talents and dreams, they're all connected to this same frequency of Probably even equally so, or that's what they were given to us to do. And the explanation is, since it's part of the Jew's life, and everything is kulachad one with Hashem, and nothing is a means to an end, and we are not, if there's one thing we are not, again, I'll say it like this, if there is one thing, if you are a yid, there is one thing that you are not. There is one thing that you are not if you are a yid. What are you not? So, in New York, I say, Nat, Nat. What are you not? You are not a means to an end. You are not a means to an end. The whole kavana of the world is in you. You are not a means to an end. You are an end in itself. The world is a means to an end for you. You're just a means, you're a part of the base amigdash. And your job is to take all of these means to the end, which is everything in the world, and bring it into the base of Migdash. Grab all the stuff of the world and bring it into the base of Migdash. And that applies to every detail of your life. Everything that you do, everything that you think, everything that you say, every deed, every minute in time, every nukuda in, in space, every place you put your foot. Even one little, you know, I'm sitting next to this tree in the forest. I'm standing at this bus stop. It's all part of the Quran that are Lifnei Hashem Elokecha in the base of Megash. And in this moment and in this place, even if it's a kind of, um, if it's a temporary, in this moment that I'm in now, and in this place that I'm in now, even if it's a very temporary situation, a stop at an exit, a stop at a rest stop on the highway, and I will never be back, I'm never planning to be back, you know, I'm in Utah once, let's say, 
never been to Utah. Let's say I go to Utah once. Never plan to ever go back. And I stop at exit 43A. And I, whatever, smell the flowers there. It's a, it's, it's, it's a very temporary moment, a temporary place, a temporary experience. doesn't matter. Part of Bikurim. I have the, the obligation to say, this flower here was created for me now. It, the flower doesn't have feet. I am its feet. You know how it says that, you know, in Simchus Torah, we become the feet of the sacred Torah? Sacred Torah can't walk around. We carry it around on Simchus Torah, and we, we become its feet. That same thing applies to the entire world. We are the feet of the world. The world where every detail in the world was created to go into the base of Mikdash. Until now, it was done through certain mitzvahs, and Sadiqim could do it, and, and again, through mitzvahs we could do it, we could bring all the things of the world into the base of Mikdash. But not through mundane things and mundane activities. That was only for Sadiqim. We have come to a point in history where now we serve Hashem B'chol We have become the feet of the world so that every flower boss and every flower and every cup and every car and every bus and every bus stop and all of that, they belong now in the base of Nezish. We are the feet that carry them into the base of Nezish, which is why we have to come into contact with these physical things to take them into the base of English. Which explains why once upon a time we wanted to come into contact with as little stuff as possible, stay away from it because it would block us in our relationship with Hashem. But once we switch to the frequency in which we, once we switch to a, a level, um, we've come to a moment in history in which we are told by the Nasi Adar, you are now the feet of all the things in the world take it into the base of Mizish. That explains why we come into contact with so much Gashmias now. And the younger you are, the more you feel attracted to the Gashmias. On some level, there's this sense, we are the feet. I need, I need this car, I need this phone, I need these shoes, I need these boots, I need this, this, I need this, that. And on a, a soul level, I don't know, Maybe almost nobody's aware of it, but on a soul level, the soul is saying, take that, buy it, have it, take it, take it to the base of Mizish. You're the feet. How else is that purse going to get to the base of Mizish? It's not for your feet. You're its feet. How else is that flower vase going to get there? You're its feet. Everything was created for the Avait of a Yid in our thoughts, speech, and deed. In this moment and this specific place where we are right now, to be the feet of that thing to bring it leaf nation into the base of English. As we know, and this is we're summing up here, Hashem directs the steps of man. Like Hashem A yid has the Tayach and Balabatishkait to achieve a change and a chidush, something brand new in time and in space. We are here to transform time and space and to make time and space brand new. Geuladik. The old time and space was missing the light of Mashiach. Our job now to add the light of Mashiach to every single physical thing in the world, carry it into the base of Mishish. We are its feet. You throw the, the, the Kadshit we know that we sanctify time and we sanctify space and we sanctify things. The same thing with, is with Kiddush of place. We sanctify time. We sanctify space through building a base Knesset, a base, etc. And making it everything in the base of English. Um So, um, okay, we'll just end off with this short paragraph. So now we understand what the Mitzvah Bikurim is 
over all the other ways of saying thank you to Hashem. Because the Pneumistic, the real inner content of this myth of Bikurim, is that it brings out the true Matthias, it expresses what a Jew really is. That he's one with Hashem, and therefore everything that we have, all our details have to belong and it's expressed in the mitzvah of, of Bikurim, not only saying thank you, but expressing thank you, and, and everything that we bring, the physical things, they remain in the domain of Hashem. The physical fruits that we bring, etc., everything becomes holy. We carry everything into the base of Megishtay. And it takes through the Matthias of the Yid. It tra- when we become those agents who carry all the physical things and all the things of the world, all time, we don't only carry things, we carry time and space. We pick it up and carry it into the base of Megishtay. When we devote ourselves to that, which until this... Until this generation, we were not capable of it in that way. <coughs> Only holy things, not mundane things. We couldn't do much with mundane things except stay away from them. They would sully us. They would, they would get in our way. Now, we have to take them and go with them. It takes over the Matthias of a Jew who brings them the Quran. It transforms us when we devote ourselves to this. It transforms us in how we think, how we speak. And how we do things. That we become the sayer. That sings the praise to Hashem. And it transforms everything around us. And the kayan that will be in those days. That Hashem himself says, so to speak. He stands and he listens. So to speak. The, the kayan, everyone, and Hashem himself, so to speak, stands and listens to what we say. When we say, this belongs, we are taking this into the base of English. Not only in our connection with, um, as, as Hash, uh, creator to creation, we're the creation, but the creation is acknowledging to Hashem, not only we're saying, thank you Hashem, but for everything you're giving us, but, and we remain, you know, there's Hashem, and there's us, and we thank him for giving us. That's the classical reality. But when we do, and we're ending off here, when we do the Mrs. Bikurim, we reveal down here in this physical world that we, in everyday life, are Bikurim of the, of the first fruits of the whole world, and it was all created for us to take it, to carry the whole world, into the base of Mizishu. Ashlichi. So Yehi Ratan will continue tomorrow. Yehi Ratan, this, this, this should take us home. Yisraba. This should take us home to our real home. Not only will we to make our real home in the base of Ashlichi, we're going there with all our stuff. We're going there with all our stuff. And we're going to make the whole world into a home for Hashem. Into the, the whole base of Mizrach will expand and be that cozy home for all of mankind and all of the generations and everything in the in the world and everything in creation, all in that cozy home, the most beautiful home for Hashem, with us there, co-creating the whole thing, bring making everything full holiness for Hashem right here, right now, based on Mizrach Shlishi.